My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. Perhaps we have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Hey, welcome back to another... Oh. What? 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 It's Monday! Yeah, it is. You know, I, I kept getting calls over the weekend. Everyone was asking me. <laughs> they, they kept asking me, Joe, what are we going to do? What do you think I said, Apollo? Get in the gap. <laughs> We're going to get in the gap, baby! Let's go! I've never heard it before. No, I, I do want everybody to know that, that um, nobody said it was going to be easy. And nobody said it was going to be snap at your fingers and it just happens. We know the judiciary is compromised. But um, we, are, we are joined today by two amazing men. And uh, Pete Santilli is in the house. He's actually here in the studio. And Brian CanCon Lupo is also on. It's always great to have him on. We got a lot to go over as it relates to the election fraud across the country. But let's uh, welcome Pete. Welcome Brian oh, to the show. What's up, guys? Happy belated birthday, Pete. Uh, Semper Fi. Are you working? Semper Fi, brother. Semper Fi. I'll tell you what. It's, uh, you know, on the uh, the Marine Corps birthday, uh, that was, uh, what, what do they say? It's like crossing the Rubicon this time around. 240, on the 247th uh, year celebration, I was calling on all my Marines. Where are you at? Where's our Marines? Yeah. It's gappy gap time. We need them. <laughs> we need them right now. Yeah, we do. D do you know who Garrick Fernbaugh is? Garrett Fernbaugh. Garrick? Wasn't he a SEAL? Yeah, he was a SEAL. Yep. SEAL Team 3, yep. SEAL Team 5. Super amazing guy. He was the one that was in Portland protecting people, and they said that he threw a pipe bomb, fire bomb or something, something like that? Yeah, they said he, he was throwing fireworks or something at people, and someone was following him around, you know, at night and heckling him. And he, the video is amazing. He turned around and he goes, listen, I am not the dude you want to F with right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I didn't, I don't need to do that. Cause you know, if he's going to hurt somebody, he's going to hurt somebody. Yeah. I mean, he's a Navy SEAL and he's throwing fireworks at people. Really? No, no, no. <laughs> he just started chopping their arms off with his finger. <laughs> super good guy. Super good guy. We got a lot to talk about today. We got a lot to talk about today. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to start this with an introduction because the opposition likes to create stories. And they were, they were you know, firing away at Pete this morning saying that he was the original Ray Epps. How do you feel about that? <laughs> that cracks me up. I'll tell you what. Uh, it, it happens in cycles. Um, uh, you know, with the news cycle, of course, anytime I'm like right over the target with some pretty heavy stuff, 
cue the FBI COINTELPRO trolls, right? But here's the main difference between Pete Santilli and Ray Epps is I have 619 days as a political prisoner going after the FBI and the DOJ successfully, I might add. Ray Epps? He's never spent one day behind bars. Well, and, and I don't think that they know. You, you know, Ray, Ray Epps should be in jail. If anybody should be in jail, he should be political. I mean, I'll even say a political prisoner because I don't, even what he said, it incited other people. There was no insurrection on January 6th. Mm-hmm. Let's just, that was, a, that, was, that was a redress of grievances. Mm. Right? Yeah, I'll tell you what, I was there on January 6th. There were some people that were standing around me as we were walking down towards the Capitol, and we we saw the, you know, we were late getting down there. We saw all the tear gas, and some guys that were near us were like, we need to go into the Capitol. I'm like, uh, no, that's not why we're here. You know, we brought pregnant women. We came here to be on the outside of the building while they make their decision. I'm not going into the Capitol. I'm not going to break the law. That's the difference between what Ray Epps did and what somebody, well, the rest of us, right. million and a half people did, is we weren't there for unlawful reasons. That's not insurrection. They had to have Ray Epps as an operative involved. Otherwise, they wouldn't have that insurrection narrative, right? Well, well, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. They, they stole the election in 2020. We could all see it. They want to convince us and gaslight the fact that Oh, nothing to see here. Safest, fairest election in U.S. history. While evidence is piling up all over the country, and over 60% of the country, or excuse me, a little under 60% of the country, believe that the 2020 election was was won by fraud. Not just at the presidential level, but down, down ballot as well. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to 2022. We saw the same fraud in 2021. 2022, we had the greatest slate of, of candidates, I thought, American first candidates across the country. You had Carrie Lake, you had Matt DiPerno, uh, you had Mastriano. Mastriano just just conceded, which blows my mind. Um, you have Blake Masters, who hasn't conceded, and they're stealing elections all over the country in 2022. They've smoothed out the edges, but the fraud is still evident in every way, shape, and form as being in the machines and tied to the mail-in ballots. Tell me if you guys agree. I mean, the way it feels in this 2022 election season, (laughs) um, this thing is worse than 2020 because we had the, obviously, you know, President Donald J. Trump, uh, but the other, you know, the down ballot races. But this 2022 election feels 10 times worse than 2020. And, And, you know, the CIA must be cracking up that they could literally, I mean, they got uh, Uncle Festerman in there and you know, without any opposition whatsoever. Um, they could put Barney the Purple Dinosaur in with their methodology. With, with the dead guy. Voting machines. Yeah. They wanted a dead guy one in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I mean, it's he just really so blatant. You know, uh, there was a great article that was up today on the Gateway. I think it was yesterday on the Gateway Pundit. It was a Wayne Root uh, guest post. And he breaks it down, the gaslight that's going on, the the uh, the alleged repudiation of, of the conservative movement. Okay, and, and what you were saying, what you were saying, Pete, is exactly right. You know, we had the 2020 election where we had four great years of Trump. We had, you know, the lockdowns and all that stuff might have left a sour taste in people's mouths. But we had Joe Biden campaigning from his basement. That was no big deal. But now we have two years of just 
record inflation, you know, the gas prices, uh, now the, the money laundering with Ukraine, which we all knew was going on anyways. But you have exit polls that people are saying, you know, seven at more than seven out of 10 are saying that the economy is the number one uh, topic that they're that they're voting on. Yeah, I can put it on but, but you see this mass rejection of the GOP and they're, they're claiming it's because they're MAGA candidates. I mean, this is absolutely insane. The, the, the media has already gotten behind the narrative. I called out the race down here in Florida. Charlie Crist, I think, was a, was a patsy. I think he was designed to, uh, to lose and lose bad. I'm not, not knocking Ron DeSantis. I absolutely love Ron DeSantis, and I'm grateful every day that he's our governor and not Andrew Gillum. Uh, hmm. But... But, you know, there's just a lot that's going on and they just want people to believe. Like, I, I don't even think they want people to believe. They just know that there's nothing that the people can do about it. Yeah, but I, but I, I want to, I mean, I want to circle back on and be very clear about what's happening in Florida <laughs> in KJP fashion. They hemmed up not all of the election fraud in Florida, but they did things that made that disrupted the process by which they stole elections across the country. They limited severely limited mail-in ballots. You had to you had to apply for them. It was like what was it four percent, three percent mail-in ballots in Florida. Yeah. They put election police in every precinct. There was election police in every precinct. They limited the ability for uh, internet to be accessed at all in polling places. Okay. They. The, the counting was restricted, and you had to have an ID to you had to have an ID to vote. Mm -hmm. yep. And furthermore, and, and, and uh, Joe, I I heard you talking with 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 Mike Lindell about this. I think it was on Friday night, and I texted you because you were listening. You were talking about Florida yeah. and how they put up the elections. And I, I could be wrong on this, but I'm like ninety percent sure I'm right. We have a law in Florida that if you're not done counting by a certain deadline by a certain time, you need a court order as to why you're not done and a court order to continue counting. So it's, you know, there isn't like this, there isn't like this, uh, uh, you know, two weeks long count that's going on uh, in, in, in Florida. I have a question. Why didn't DeSantis, with all the great work that he's done as governor in Florida, all the great work that he did to deter uh, election fraud to really bring a penalty. I mean, it's a felony to participate in these ballot harvesting schemes. Why go that far and then fall short without, I mean, he has the power and authority to say we're not going to use electronic voting machines. Why didn't he go that much further? Because they, I mean, I, I think I know the answer to this because he answered that question mm -hmm. in a, in a press conference and he said, I didn't have enough time to replace the entire apparatus before the election. And I certainly didn't want, didn't want to be accused of of uh, tampering in an election that I'm running for governor again of, but yeah. I, I think he is committed to getting rid of the electronic voting machines. I think that is the ultimate goal: is to get to a easy tabulation, just you know, go through the ballots, do an inspection of the ballots, have them counted per precinct. Very simple. Right? There's a simple way to solve this problem mm -hmm. and make it free and fair elections. Sure. They don't they don't want it free and fair, right? So, uh, but I think that he is committed to it, and I can't say for sure. You know, I, I'm 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 in the camp of loyalty. I got to tell you, I don't like everything that President Trump did, the red flag laws and allowing some of those things related to restricting our Second Amendment rights. I'm just not okay with it. But overall, the things that he did for our country were great. 
and I believe in loyalty. He's given up a lot in order to protect the interests of the American people, so I support him. Mm-hmm. It amazes me, though, that that DeSantis is either walking away from President Trump or he feels like he's, you know, he has the ability to, to now become the new leader of the Republican Party. You know, I, I'll tell you what, you know what got my hackles up is I liked DeSantis, and yeah. I was never oppositional to DeSantis, but um, uh, then he came out and he wasn't, you know, lo- and I, I'm a loyal person as well. I've been loyal to President Trump dating all the way back to when I got out of the Marine Corps uh, uh, in the late 80s. Um, I followed President Trump, but uh, when they started pushing DeSantis on me, when Paul Ryan, I mean, I bet you Liz Cheney's going to come out uh, supporting DeSantis. Once that started happening, I started digging. And, you know, I'm not going to, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, but there's, there's, some, there's some things we need to do to look into uh, to DeSantis, but ultimately, guess what? It doesn't matter who it is. Uh, you could be a DeSantis, you could be President Trump, you could be whoever. Bottom line is, this election just proved why we need to have a different system than uh, electronic voting machines. The electronic voting machine system is broken. You know, Joe, remember what they said? We can't replace those voting machines. We have to have them because we need results on election night. Five days later. Here we are. Six days later. Why not do hand counts? That's what they're doing right now. So uh, I'd say that every single candidate, no matter what side you're on, needs to be advocating for uh, paper ballots, hand counts at the precinct level, seal them up, transport them uh, by sheriff, and protect those votes. We've got now another two years to prepare for that. The past two years, I'm going to blame the GOP Republicans that were afraid of the issue. That's why we're in this mess right now, because they failed to, to act decisively. And, and, and no one, is though, and, and this is the part that bothers me, no one is talking about what is happening in, happening in Florida and the difference between Florida and other states that were swing states that have a 50-50 election. We, we know that it's in the machines. We know that the mail-in ballot companies that make and print the ballots can, can right-size the ship, and we know that they're heavily, heavily, heavily controlled by Democrat dark money. We know they are. Hmm. You have cathedral printing, you have stellar printing, you have runbeck. These are companies that during the 2017 to 2021 timeframe were bought up by PE firms. What PE firm would buy up a, a printing company that hmm. does mail ballots? <laughs> right? Yep. Well, I, I, I told you, Joe, I told you what we need to do. Um, I've, I've proposed this idea to many people and nobody yet has given me a reason that it wouldn't work other than uh, they, they, the parties won't like it. And that is we need to separate federal and state elections and county elections. They need to be on separate days on separate ballots. Then you can you can literally run an entire federal election. There's only three maximum, maximum three races, president, Senate and your house, your house representative. You can hand count that race. You can hand count that entire ballot in about eight seconds, right? Eight seconds at the precinct level, live stream the whole entire thing. Now you've got, uh, I mean, you're going to save money on paper. You're going to save money on the machines, logic and accuracy testing, all the programming and security that you need, the Wi-Fi, the infrastructure, servers, all that money gone, saved. And what do you do? You count them at the precinct level. You got three races. Then you move on to the state race on a separate day, okay? And, And remember, the only race that's constitutionally mandated is uh is the federal elections have to be the first tuesday after the first monday in november every the state elections can be on a saturday where people can go in and and actually uh uh you know vote on a weekend uh 
now what you're going to do is you're going to have people that actually are vested in their local state elections, not just people that go in there and vote for somebody because they have a D or an R next to their name. How many bad politicians do we have? Look at look what we found out throughout the United States. I mean, up in Michigan with the assembly up there, you know, the Ed McBrooms and the Mike Shirkies up there that were just absolute rhinos. You know, and people just voted for them because they had an R next to their name and they voted for Trump at the top of the ticket. So the next best thing down is to vote for the guy with the R. And so when you get these, when you when you separate these elections, not only are you going to bring more educated voters into the state elections, you're going to bring less voters. And that is not a bad thing. I know they want to say everybody should vote. Absolutely not. Everybody should not vote. Somebody that has no desire to vote should not be voting. Somebody that's not going to take five minutes out of their day to look at a candidate and see what their platform is or see what an amendment is going to do to your state or your county, they should not be voting. And, uh, you know, I, I think that's a way that we can actually clean up our elections and make it very possible to do a hand count up and down the entire ballot. Hmm. Well, let's dive into it because Brian, the stuff that you broke on, on Friday and Saturday, that was unbelievable. But let, let's start it off with something I think we all need to see. And that is uh, Nancy Pelosi completely drunk. Go ahead and play, <laughs> play cut one. Think President Biden should run again? Uh, yes, I do. I mean, president Biden has been a great president for our country. He has accomplished <laughs> so much. But again, the races are close. And um, we just, you know, we don't pray for a victory. I, I was I grew up in a political family. You don't pray for the victory, but you pray that God's will will be done. And on that Sunday, that's what we pray on this Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Every time she mentions God, I just want—I I, want to do ungodly things. The devil knows the Lord's name too. Yeah. You know, actually, the San Francisco PD uh, also have a video uh, that the FBI now has right next to the TWA Flight 800 parts that Nancy Pelosi uh, also had a hammer. She was in the background, and she answered the door with a cocktail in her. <laughs> And she was slurring her speech, and they were, uh, they called it hammer time uh, there at the Pelosi residence. You know what? Uh, uh, Paul Pelosi said, uh, I don't nor normally get butt raped with a hammer, but when I do, I drink Dos Equis. We've got to build a meme on that. That's got to be a meme. We can't let that go. Um, this coming out of Arizona, Carrie Lake, Hobbs now narrowly lead holds narrow lead as Lake gains ground in Arizona's race for governor. Um, this l literally just came out. And if you go into this, uh, Hobbs is now up 90 or 26,000 votes in a 50.5, 49.5 lead as of s Sunday night. W what does this remind you of? It's 49.5 and 50.5, 50.3, 50.1 all over the country in nearly every race. You know what it reminds me of? Um, from November 3rd of 2020, um, I didn't know what was happening. Actually, on that night, I was shocked that my vote was actually offshore. I've learned that on November 3rd. Um, then, since then, we discovered forensic evidence of exactly how it's done. I've spoken to, I've read Jeff O'Donnell's report here in Colorado. He had the first forensic analysis that showed how the fraud was done. I've spoken to Clinton Curtis, who described how he designed the algorithmic the first algorithm uh, to cheat in the election. They already know who's going to win before the election even starts. 
uh, in the source code. So I already know that what we're talking about right now is a fake, a fraud, a lie, a hoax, and there's plenty of evidence of that. Like, for instance, Nevada. Look at Nevada. How did all these Republicans vote for, um, for Joe Lombardo, uh, one of the most corrupt individuals? By the way, Nevadans hate Joe Lombardo. But they voted for Joe Lombardo in the R column, uh, and then they voted for the Democrat, Masto, in the, the Senate column. How is that even possible? It's not. How is it possible that last night's drop of 90-something thousand ballots, um, that Katie Hobbs received 100% of all independent votes? How's that, how's that possible? It's not. It's physically impossible. So, I mean, no disrespect to everybody that's taking a look at the numbers as it's being reported, but it's all a fake, a fraud, a lie, a psyop, a steal. Um, shoot, even if we caught him, Joe, red-handed, we had him on video, we've got forensic evidence, there's nobody to prosecute. What, what are we going to do anyways? We're going to get in the gap. We're gonna gotta, talk, we we're gonna, have we're to get in the gap, sir. We're, we're talking about that, and yep. one, of the, one of the things that we've been we've been pressing down on is the doctrine of the lesser magistrate, the book that was written Amen. by Matthew Chuella, mm-hmm. and what it means to not be a lesser magistrate. David uh, Clements, who's in the studio, he's on the other side, so I'm, he knows I'm talking about him right now. But uh, he, he talked about not just being the lesser magistrate, but becoming the greater magistrate. You know, sitting above. Oh, look there, <laughs> there, there Where he is. My, where's my flight? I gotta get hey, out. <laughs> I would have, I would have had you out here, no problem. Well, we're we're working the problem out here, but you're working the you're working the problem down there in Georgia, and and the devil went down to Georgia, and you have to make sure you take care of the devil down there in Georgia. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but that that's what we have to do, and that's we have that, to stand in the gap. It, they're they're going to be deathly afraid of the ability for us to all unite, set aside differences work the problem submit when we have to submit lead when we have to lead but do so with humility and i think that that is the key for us getting to the next level of getting people in the gap and saying okay i can trust and support these men and women that are willing to you know put it all on the line and they can become you know no one ever knew who the last person to get them to raise the white flag on the beaches of normandy there was a man that ran up there that caused them to say we must surrender who was that man's name no one will know Mm-hmm. And the same thing could be said for saving this nation today. It won't be me. It won't be Pete. It won't be Brian. It won't be Apollo. It won't be David. It'll be someone that is the final straw that's willing to run up that hill and do the hard work in order to make sure that we can save our nation. So, I, yeah. Standing in the gap. And if you don't mind, I want to add uh, mm-hmm. CanCon. We opened up by talking about the Marines and where are the Marines. Um, I've been talking about, remember the downfall of communist Romania, Ceausescu. Um, you know how that started? Laszlo Tokes a pastor who opened up a church and he attracted all the young people. The Ceausescu couldn't have that. These Christians were getting together in massive numbers and they had to shut down Ceausescu. And the people stood in the gap. They had a candlelight vigil. There was a small group of them. And people were walking by saying, what's going on here? Oh, they're coming to get this pastor and we're going to stand here and do a candlelight vigil. And if if the military and Ceausescu wants this pastor, they need to go through us. That candlelight vigil grew to tens of millions. The military folded, the bureaucracy folded. This communism that's upon us cannot survive. It will be pulverized if all we do is stand in the gap, candlelight vigil style, and say, if you want our country, our way of life, our pastors, our Christianity, our democracy, you gotta go through us. 
Some people were willing to die, too, and in fact did. Um, but that's what it's going to take is standing in the gap, and, I and believe. I, and I'm not afraid. I, I know that I got to a place of absolute peace, and we, we have a lot to go over. Um, but it's always, you know, and Brian, I want to hear your thoughts on this. But And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A preciousmetals.com a company that puts its money where its mouth is love it get the augusta precious metals free gold ira guide at www.augustapreciousmetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement well can i real quick just say something joe we're talking about all these candidates like they want us to believe again that like that people elected aoc in a landslide her own her own people in her district can't stand her that she was just getting booed at events and they say that they just came out and really loved aoc and everything that she's done the little actress they they're saying that mariel bowser all these witches in michigan the same thing mariel bowser is still uh you know jerking around our our j6 prisoners you know pushing him to get shots i mean like the consequences of stolen elections have never been made more clear than they have been in the last year and these midterms how brazenly and disgracefully, they conducted these and then stole it and are trying to run this narrative like Carrie Hobbs. Did. I took the screenshot last night, uh, this disgusting little statement. Uh, I was getting on the plane coming back from Utah, and I saw this on Twitter. Uh, she said that, uh, you know, again, the one running the election there, that has been the biggest disaster that I think we could have expected. Uh, she's now the unequivocal favorite uh, to win. I, the language is just, you know, so disingenuous, too. But, you know, they're just creating reality out of nothing. They just say whatever they want. She led since the first round of ballots, and she wants to thank every staffer. I mean, this is disgusting. These people should be so ashamed of themselves. And when we talk about getting in the gap, this Shame's kind of gaslighting it. is exactly the reason. That there is no way with how completely over the top they ran this, uh, the pathetic excuses like we ran out of paper, we ran out of batteries. We have in Colorado, they st- you know, are waiting a week to call Boebert's race. There's less than three quarters of a million people in that district. And then they came out and say, oh, well, uh, yeah, we know it's been almost a week, but uh, we still have hundreds of thousands more ballots to count. And there might be some overseas ballots that we'll still count if they get here by Wednesday next week. I mean, that, that's enough. Th- this is this is done. We, we have to have to end this. The Pence. You were wrong. The well, Pence. Called- oh, sorry. No, no, just real quick. They called Boebert's race for her opponent weeks ago. Oh, well, yeah. a week ago. Yeah, you know, concede. The, the, the day after. The Penske Sorry, trucks got me. The Penske trucks just had me. I well, mean, we, we had we <laughs> had Runbeck. We had trucks that we were tracking from Runbeck from a, a secret location, because that's what they do. They create these secret locations to run ballots into, um, into Arizona. And we know that they're trying to hem up 
the ballots that they get out of the system that they're creating and the ballots that they have to count. So that's why it's taking so long to say, I need another 2,000 ballots, I need another 10,000, I need another 90,000, I need another 200,000. They are literally manufacturing an election. And it's not just at the governor race level. It's every level. I mean, we, what about Fincham? We haven't even talked about Fincham yet. What about Fincham? Yeah. What's going Turn on with Fincham? Oh, they can't have Fincham in there. As Secretary of State. And, but every single America gonna... First candidate across the entire country has lost 49.5 to 50.5%. Every one of them. Oh, so can I tell you something funny? Hmm. Uh, short thing. I was at this event, and I was talking with Bruce Funk, uh, who was from Utah. And he had a, a similar situation to what Tita Peters went through. And it, he was talking about what was going on with this Debolt thing and how they, they started targeting him as soon as he came out. He had a cyber guy that came in and said, hey, I'd like to show you. I can install some code in there. You won't see it. It'll flip ballots, do all kinds of stuff. It'll total right before and after. You won't know it's there running in the background. They said, no, thanks. We don't want to see it. We have our own programmers. Uh, and then the one of the programmers that he's working with got approached by, I believe it was Debolt. Or, no, it wasn't Debolt. It was... Uh, after they found some logins, you know, backdoor in the system that had all Chinese names, there were three uh, logins that they could get into the system. Uh, they came and offered the guy a million dollars. Hey, we want you to write a program that'll swip the votes and uh, predetermine it 60-40. Mm -hmm. And he oh, said yeah. no, and then they went and did it. That was in 2006. Can I make a controversial statement? Yeah. You can make whatever statement you want. Some people are going to, you'll probably punch me in the side of the yeah. head, but uh, deservedly. But, but you know, uh, outing the fraud, forensic evidence of the fraud, we've got, and I love all the data people, the data industrial complex, right, really got my hackles, you know, up because of all those anomalies. But the, here's the bottom line is I think if we all come together and realize that, A, even if when we, ca when we catch them, we've caught them the yeah. past two years. Yep. Forensic evidence. The courts are corrupt. The DOJ is corrupt. The CIA is corrupt. Every institution is corrupt. How did we get there? Through this mechanism that the Democrats have been complaining about for 20 years. They've been complaining about election fraud. Uh, we just came to the party. Here's my problem. Uh, I want to focus solely on what they're installing, not how they're installing. Because it really, it's going to be difficult, especially when you get the Republicans helping the Democrats through their do-nothingness. You know, they, they're, they're, they're a Marxist enabler. Um, what they're installing is what I have a problem with. They're decimating our Constitution, and we don't have a system that is of, by, and for the people. And that's why the lesser magistrates is the, it's the greater magistrates, because then we get to the place where we are the ones that have control over what happens in our I nation. I agree. Right, and it, I agree. And it's it, it really is a, a, a not a zero sum game. We we just have to maintain composure, not be violent, but use force. And and when we say get in the gap, getting in the gap does not mean we go grab our AR-15s and we try to hunt down mm -hmm. zombies. Right, mm -hmm. that's not what's going to get us to the next level. What's going to get us to the next level is pushing out the chaos, pushing out the anyone that tells us that getting in the gap, literally going to the streets peacefully and shutting everything down is is a bad idea it's just like january 6th they're going to create false flags i have to tell you that's not true that's not it's it, what happens when you get in the gap and you decide to grab your tent and your car and you to shut down highways and byways and what happens here simply is you say i'm not leaving this space 
I'm going to get my own food here. We're going to come in and they're going to bring in people and say, you can't shut down things. Yes, I can. Stopping paying taxes and stopping and saying, listen, they're not just stealing your vote, putting people in office. They're, they're creating changes to state constitutions. Mm-hmm. They're adding tax bills. Every state had a tax bill that went up for people as if the people across the country said, you know what? I want to pay more taxes. Mm-hmm. They already pay 54%. I need to pay more. I need to pay more. They never did it. So they're, they're stealing your soul from the inside out. Oh, yeah. Slowly but surely, and 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 frankly, uh, getting in the gap, I, they they when somebody says it's a false flag, you can't go and stand in the gap. You can't you can't go there and shut things down. That if you look at the philosophy behind it, by creating January sixth, what they created was a false negative, positive negative. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now they can decide, hey, don't go to the January 6th deal in Washington, D.C. and stand up for them because it's a false flag, right? That, that's exactly what they want you to do. So they say it's exactly what they want you to do, but it's exactly what they don't want you to do because they don't want a show of force, not violence, force. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so we have to stand in the gap and say, look, and people, by the way, they feel this way. I talk to people all the time. They're like, let me know when you're willing to actually stand up and, and, and suffer, because I'm in, I'm in for suffering. I'm in for getting in the gap. Yeah, 100%. Again, back to that communist Romania thing. That's the, the common thread is that communism disintegrates. It's pulverized when the peop- if the people will not participate, uh, if they opt out, communism falls apart. Even the military, if you stand there yeah. and, and you stand there peacefully, look at Brazil. I put up a picture. Look what's happening in Brazil. It's crazy. The people aren't shooting at the government. The people are standing with the military. And the military said they're going to come out this week or next week. And, and by the way, we're frozen out of this. <laughs> we're frozen out of what's happening in Brazil. You can't get the media in Brazil. You, do you realize that? Mm-hmm. In the United States? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can't get it? Yeah, blocked out. Why? Because they I, know that uh, the next step is we're going to get the gap. Sorry, Brian. No, no, no. I wrote an article on, on Gateway about this last week because, you know, the, our mainstream media over here was saying that the that the military came out and said there was no fraud, there was no fraud, there was no fraud. And then the military literally put out a tweet and said, we absolutely never said there was no fraud. We have not said anything of that sort. And then they went on to say that there is a lot of stuff that they're investigating that is, you know, highly suspicious. I, you know, I don't remember all of it off the top of my head. But, you know, as far as the standing in the gap thing right now, this is this is life or death for them. You know, meaning the the deep state, the establishment, the permanent Washington. This is what just came out with this FTX in Ukraine. I mean, if it wasn't for the 2020 and the 2022 election, this is the biggest scandal maybe in the history of the country. Taking billions and billions and billions of taxpayer monies, sending them over to Ukraine to fight a war that nobody in this country wants to be supporting, and they're doing it anyways. And and now we find out that that. This, this company is laundering the money through Ukraine is laundering it through FTX and then, you know, dispersing it back to the Democratic Party. We still don't know how much they've given to PACs. We know they gave 38 million to the to the to the Democratic Party, but we don't know how much has gone to PACs and all this other stuff. Where that 30 billion dollars that this Sandman, whatever his name is, uh, Friedman Bank, whatever uh, Bankman Freed, whatever he's worth, where, where all that money has gone. Uh, you, you know, this is. Um, if it wasn't for the 2022 election, this would be and 2020 election. This would be the biggest crime that any of us will ever see. The the two are tied together, though. What about uh, third? Uh, what is it? Uh, Thirteen eight forty eight foreign uh, interference in an election. We've got direct evidence of that. Correct. Uh, that's foreign interference. 
13848 is still in effect. President Trump put that in place in 2018. If that's not foreign interference in an election, what is? What is? What is? And, and this is, I want to just jump right into it. I think this is the story we'll just jump right to. Um, you know, the, we could probably go all day the, the, and have a conversation about this. There's, there's a lot to go over. But um, I'm going to let you drive, Brian. T- talk about, t- let, let's talk about this FTX story. Uh, Tom Brady, by the way, lost $630 million in FTX. Did he really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they say that he, he, was a, he was a capital uh, investment. He, he he was a capital investor in, in the in the company. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's still that's kind of a, a, a wag the dog argument, though. They, that's what they want people focusing on is that Tom Brady lost six hundred thirty million dollars in that, uh, and not the fact that you know this was used to fund i mean look they took the money they took the zuckerbucks out of the 2022 election you weren't able to to do that again this time around so what did they do they literally we financed we the taxpayers that's who i mean when i say we finance we the taxpayer financed this democrat machine that was you know i mean soros is the only person that donated more to the dnc than this than this uh this this ftx ceo um you know i i I, i've heard people saying you know this this election needs to be deemed null and void um I, I do agree with that but i also agree that we need to I, there absolutely has to be a cap on on spending in elections um you, you should not have people spending 200 million dollars for a senate seat or whatever it was in in kentucky uh in 2020 spending that much money for a senate seat i i, I think you should be capped at at the total amount that you're going to make in that office should be the cap on what you're allowed to spend on your campaign so if you're in the if, if you're in the house hundred seventy four thousand dollars or whatever it is 165 times two two-year term that's what you're allowed to spend in an election you can't be spending two million dollars to win a seat that's going to make you three hundred twenty thousand dollars over two years same with the senate hundred eighty thousand times six years you know uh six six times that comes out to what a million about a million bucks or so that's what you can spend on your campaign period got to get this money out of politics I think you got to get the voting machines and the mail-in ballots and get down to a safe and fair election for the people. I think that's where it starts because then we can have people that are elected by the people that get in there to serve the interests of the people, not the lobbyist groups or everyone else. I mean, this, this money laundering has been nonprofits, NGOs, has been uh, um, you know, crypto companies like this, and, and then foreign aid, foreign aid, and, and th- it, this, is how it's, this, this is how they've been able to launder money all over the world. This is not new. No. Nope. They just how got much, caught. How many, well, how many times did they get caught? You know, uh, we, we always say there's no accountability for those on, on the left side of the pol- political spectrum. I'm seeing absolute anarchy. I mean, they, they, they get away with everything. How many instances where Joe Biden was caught laundering money? Rudy Giuliani caught him. He tracked money through Cyprus. I mean, they followed the money. Joe Biden was never held accountable. No. You know, Hunter Biden in and Kofor Black and Devin Archer uh, never being held accountable. This has been going on since, what, 12, 13, 14. They overthrew the nation. They used the Ukraine as their turnstile. And now that we've got direct evidence of interfering from a foreign entity into an election, 13848 needs to be, um, what do they say, uh, initiated. But who, who implements it? 
Right. That's that's why it's life or death. That's Fed, why this election is Fetterman's going to be there. Fetterman's going to be. Fetterman's going to do it for yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good know. night. It's pizza. Good night. <laughs> have you guys have you guys seen the Biden Fetterman uh, twenty twenty six ticket? <laughs> No, it's a no-brainer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No-brainer. Yeah, no that's right. <laughs> Let's show this. This is uh, the Sam uh, Bankman-Fried's. Uh, oh. This is the darling of the radical leftist retards. Um, let's go ahead and play this C1. We only had a few days to make some of these decisions. What we basically came to believe was the following. The first was that, if possible, it would be extremely valuable to the ecosystem to backstop some of these places. First of all, it's just backstopping customers and making sure they're protected. But second of all, stopping contagion from spreading through the ecosystem, right? Stopping it from being the case that anyone who transitively did business with any chain of people who did business with one of the troubled assets themselves became troubled. And then the secondary goal um, was maybe there are good trades to do. Maybe there's an investment or acquisition that can be done at you know terms that we'd be excited about given the sort of need for capital right now. Okay, can I just tell you what he just said? Not an effing thing. No, theft. (laughs) (laughs) So he he talked about backstopping assets in order to create stability, right? To stop, put a stop gap in place for loss. So in other words, that to to stabilize the crypto market and this piece of trash Hmm. funneling money has no idea what stabilization principles in economics are. Now, I'm not an economist, but I, I played one on TV once on this show. <laughs> what, what he's saying is, is it's farcical. We, we are dealing with a guy that literally got on TV to talk to people, and here's what happened when he got on it. He sounded like he had some intelligence related to what economic principles would be the foundation of cryptocurrency. It sounded like it, right? Mm-hmm. And so people out there were like, they do this. Well, he sounds credible. He's on TV. He's listening to me. This is how dumb the populace has become. And the guy went bankrupt. Why? Why did he go bankrupt? Uh, because every. Because it was a Ponzi scheme, and, and he pulled, he foundationally yep. pulled out the money out from underneath the cryptocurrency, yep. causing basically a tidal wave underneath it, and he left the country as a result. Yeah, and he couldn't cover his Ponzi scheme. It's a Ponzi scheme. It's, it's literally theft. He took the money and ran when everybody started to make their withdrawals. That's how Ponzi schemes work. They work beautifully, and you know, but nobody's pulling their money out, and it's Let's all funny money. Let's give a round of applause to Binance for uncovering it all. You know, if it wasn't if it wasn't for that that deal, uh, then this this would have been. You know, we still would have had no idea. And and by the way, it's a circle. You want to know how this works? The U.S. You put that back up, C zero up. The U.S. gave money to Ukraine. No, the, the American taxpayers went to work and worked their ass off. The yep. United States government took that money and used it in illegal and uh, you know organized crime ways to give it to Ukraine. Ukraine gave it to FTX, <sighs> bolstering the value of FTX, who then gave money to Dems, who then pushed money into the into the races across the country. Now, I think that this is, by the way, laundering money, mm-hmm. and, but he admitted it. Brian, he admitted it. He admitted right. that this is what he did. Yes. He admitted it. They should go in, arrest him, 
But they, we can't even get the Koenig CEO, who we have dead to rights, stealing information and sending it to China. We can't even get that guy arrested. Oh, he was arrested. Oh, we, yeah, we got him arrested. Yeah, got him arrested. Because of a grand jury. <laughs> yeah, let him go he out was the in a grand jury indictment because of the sheriff. The, the sheriff's the one that did it. Got Went through to do the grand jury, and then the piece of trash uh, DA said, nah, let him go. Yeah, of course. He got the call from the front office. G. Uh, Shipping, right? Let him go. <laughs> you know, you, do you remember that first image? I'll never forget it, the first tranche of um, Ukraine uh, support money. And uh, I think it was like $16 billion. And then you see Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, and all of their other cronies showing up on the front porch of, you know, with, uh, with Zelensky. I'm like, Oh, I smell something awful here. They just voted on this money, and they're at the other side to catch the pallets. They want to take a percentage of what's being sent there. There's no, there was no doubt in my mind. And look at what they're doing. This is exactly what they're doing. And then George Bush comes out just the other day and says, "Hey, GOP, when you guys take back the house, if you take back the house, make sure we're still funding Ukraine. We got to get the money over to Ukraine. I, I mean, they're birds of a feather. They just—they're all doing it, and I." And I'd be interested to see, has anybody looked at FTX and if they donated to the RNC at all? If they've donated to the Republican Party at all? I, I, so, I, never, I haven't even looked at that. I, I have not looked at it either. Um, but somebody put up, um, McCallan said, Brazil military statement said they were unable to confirm the fraud because they had no access to the source code. If you don't have access to the source code, you actually can't confirm the fraud. Nope. You, you see nope. this? Yeah, they came out and said, as soon as people started reporting, oh, no fraud, they said very specifically in that tweet, no, we cannot confirm that. There very well may be uh, something in the code that is flipping votes. We cannot tell at this point. And then I think it was just recently they were denied uh, a look you know, behind the curtain. Shocking. And that's when the president should go out and sign the equivalent of the Insurrection Act in Brazil and should military lockdown, new election, and have the military make sure that it's hand counts, no machines. Again, I said, I, where are the Marines? Where are the yeah. active duty military? <laughs> you know, I, I would say that Brazil, is they're not even going to come here. Like if uh, you were to pick up the phone and call Brazil and say, hey, you guys seem to be doing a pretty good job uncovering the malfeasance in Brazil. Can you come here in the United States and help us? They'd probably say, oh, I don't know. We got the support of the people down here. You know, we don't know if we're going to get enough uh, popular support in the United States. Where's our military here? I mean, it, really, it's going to get to the. It's going to get to a point, Joe, where the people recognize exactly what's going on. Then we take to the streets, and then, you know, if we don't have the support of our military and our law enforcement for redressing grievance, um, that puts us in a dangerous state here. That's why I'm calling upon. You know, law and order and constitutionality and, and a military like what we have down there in Brazil to, to help, you know, protect the people and protect the vote and protect their democracy from being overthrown by the CIA and the FBI. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. God bless America.